You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Hoff and Pepper Hot Sauce. Handcrafted with farm-fresh jalapenos and habaneros, Hoff's original Hoff Sauce has gone on to win numerous awards and gained international recognition. Hoff and Pepper always strives to create sauces and seasonings that enhance flavors with balanced heat profiles. Every one of their handmade products is manufactured in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and is naturally vegan and gluten-free. Shop today at hoffandpepper.com, and when you enter promo code BELLYUP at checkout, you'll save 10% off your purchase. This is No Credentials Required, powered by Belly Up Sports and a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Corey Mansfield and Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of No Credentials Required. We are powered by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. And with me, I've got the the man who is number one in line for the new retro, the reverse retro Islanders jersey, we got Corey Mansfield. Corey, how are we feeling tonight? Nope, not me. I'm passing on the Island. No, they left out the most most important figure in the Islanders retro history. The fisherman? The fisherman. He should be on that. See, I you know, I wrote an article about it yesterday that was that highlighted I, I wrote about my I wrote my five favorite, my five least favorite. We'll go go we'll go into that in just a moment, but I'm surprised that you were you're kind of uh you're you're kind of passing the passing the buck on that. You know, back in the nineties and you know, ninety-five, ninety-six when they came out with that logo, people were kind of it was because the Islanders were still there, you know, they were ten years removed from Stanley Cups. It was tradition. Nobody nobody was open to that new idea. The new Mike Milbury era had come in. You know, it wasn't – I thought it was a cool-looking logo. I mean, yeah, it did look like the Fisherman, but embrace your history here a little bit. You know, how much would that logo be different 
because you got to remember back in the day they had the teal in that logo. It was a little weird. If you just did the straight Islanders, you know, blue, uh, orange, and white in the Fisherman, I think it looks it would look good. I don't think the jersey looked any different. The retro jersey looked any different than any of their other jerseys. No, no. Well, and you know whose face should be the Fisherman? Stan Fischler. Legendary right. Stan Fischler right. from MSG. Well, we'll right. get into that in just a, just a few minutes. Uh, tonight's episode is going to be is going to be mostly about college football, but we're going to talk some hockey because we had some local hockey teams here in the Albany area that were affected this week from some from some from announcements. We'll go into the NHL reverse retro jersey release. We'll go over our favorites and our least favorites, and from we had to postpone it from last week but we'll get into the Mandalorian season 2 episodes 2 and 3 in pop culture corner. So let's start off with college football Corey. Uh lots of postponements and cancellations this weekend. We had a very uh somber anniversary happen on Saturday with uh Marshall Marshall Thundering Herd football team. They remembered the 50th anniversary of the tragic plane crash that happened in 1970. Uh, did you did you ever see uh we are the movie We Are Marshall? I saw it when it first came out, but it's been a while. So, but okay. yeah, I have seen it. I actually, I actually rented it on Amazon and watched it on Sunday night after, uh, after watching some of the uh, watching the uh, Cardinals Bills game. Uh, I was like, all right, we forgot. I totally forgot about this. And I relived. I you know wanted to, you know, just get used to the story again about how that town, Huntington, West Virginia, which is actually one of the college towns on my bucket list, Corey. I'm not sure if you know that. Huntington, West Virginia is on my is on my bu- uh, college football bucket list. Uh, not places to visit. Yeah, yeah. I've got a few on my list. So, uh, you know, I, I watched that movie and, and they actually wound up playing. They played a game at Marshall that 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 uh, that Saturday and wound up whooping on, uh, on uh, um, the Middle Tennessee State. Uh, 42-14, they're one of the only con- they're one of the only programs in the country that has not allowed a hundred yards in rushing in a game all year. That's a pretty amazing stat. Yeah, yeah. So, what did you we get a chance to watch any of the games this weekend? I did. I got a I got a chance to finally watch Indiana play. And, okay. Um, I tell you what, they're the real deal. This weekend is going to be a fun weekend to watch them play Ohio State. Uh, it really, I mean, they're this, this it's this weekend, right? Ohio State, Indiana. Yes. Yep. Ohio State, Indiana. It's a twelve noon game, I think, on Saturday. So yeah, it's that's this it's this coming it's this coming Saturday. Yeah, that's gonna be that's thing, a huge game for for a lot of reasons. The one thing that stood out about Indiana was there was a few things to me. Um, they are extremely disciplined and they have really good fundamentals the way that they play the game and it was just you know watching how they how they defended watching how their schemes were how they you know their quarterback Penix played I mean they're just very fundamentally sound they have a lot of energy from their head coach um and they're they're for real I mean you think about this if if you were gonna say hey you know what Indiana is going to be, you know, and Indian and Northwestern are going to be the two teams in the Big 12 right now, or the the Big 10, that are going to be the top of the Big 10. People would say, you're nuts. Your Penn State Nittany Lions are 0-4. Who would have thought that? And and think about that. Beginning of the year, they were talking national championship aspirations, you know, football, college football playoff. You know, they're 0-4. Michigan's what, 2-3 or something? 3 yeah. 
Yeah, uh, you have Michigan State, who they knew it was going to be a rebuilding year. So really, the only team that's really out of those group that people thought were going to be in it is Ohio State, and they get their test this week. They get. We're going to see how good Indiana really is. We're going to see how good Ohio State really is. And I'll tell you what, though, it's going to be one of those situations. If Ohio State does lose to Indiana. How far does Ohio State drop? We had seen, we talked about it last week, Notre Dame beat Clemson, and Clemson only went to number four. So if Ohio State loses to Indiana, do they do they drop out of the top five? Do they drop, go to six? Do they go to seven? How far are they going to drop? I mean, we say it's a big game, but in the view of the college football committee, is it really that big of a game? Considering that Clemson only dropped three spots when they lost to Notre Dame, I don't think Ohio State falls that far. They're what number three in the nation right now. Yeah, number three, number number three. Yeah, so if they if they lose this game, and and the thing is, it's it's not just for college football playoff implications; it's also for Big Ten championship implications because whoever wins this game, they're in the driver's feet. The driver's feet. They're in the driver's seat for the big for the Eastern Division for the big the Big Ten championship uh, in in Indianapolis on, the t- on December nineteenth. So we got to figure out who's gonna who's gonna play them in the West. Uh, right now, it's, right now, I think it's gonna be Wisconsin. But whoever wins this game on Saturday, they're in the driver's seat in the East, and they control their own destiny. So lots of implications here. So, you know, I'm looking at the schedule this week, and this week, this week's schedule is you no know, a lot more games this weekend. Uh, we got uh, let's see who we got here besides I- I- Iowa and uh, OSU. Uh, we got the Fun Belt, the Sun Belt, my team crush, uh, Coastal Carolina. They had their game postponed against Troy last week. They got rescheduled to December 12th. They're playing App State this weekend. That's going to be a big game in the Sun Belt, and then in the Big 12, it's Bedlam. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, they're both ranked in the top 20 right now. And whoever wins that game is in the driver's seat in the Big 12 because the top two teams in the Big 12, uh, they go to the championship game. So lots and lots of implications. And, oh, so Liberty won this week. I was just looking at them right now. Liberty, they play NC State, so they will knock off another ACC school. They move to 9-0. Coming into the next, the, the last month of the year, they're currently currently ranked twenty first. And there's a rumor out there, Corey. I don't know if you know, Hugh Freeze, the coach of Liberty, he might be in line for the South Carolina job because Will Muschamp is gone. Yeah. So that that could be a if they beat up another they beat another ACC team, he might be in the he might be in the in the in the uh, the lining for the. Uh, South Carolina job. So he'll make his way back into the SEC. He was old Mrs. coach back in the day, too. All right. So we'll and move away from. Oh, go ahead. December 5th, Coastal Carolina uh, plays Liberty. That's true. That's true. That's going to be a big. If they are both undefeated at that time, it's going to be. I hope they put that game on primetime. That'll be kind of fun to see the, the, uh, a, a, a group of five team play. And, and, and Liberty is still an independent. I, I don't know if they're going to be joining the, the Sun Belt in the future. I, I looked it up after I said that a couple weeks, a couple episodes ago. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to join the Sun Belt in a, in a year or two, but uh, they, they do play some Sun Belt teams. But that could be an uh, implication for a future rivalry, and that would be kind of fun. But that would be a really fun – if they're both perfect at that time, they're both unbeaten, I would put them on, I would put them on prime time. Yeah, I would like to see what you like to see what you, 
prospects come out of that. So, all right, so we're going to move along from college football. We're going to try to get this done in a tight 30 this, this evening. Uh, so let's talk about the retro, the NHL retro, re- reverse, reverse retro. I keep getting them mixed up. NHL and Adidas, they had teased this on each account, uh, each Twitter account for each team in the NHL. They had teased this for about a week or so with the uh, re- reverse retro jerseys. And I wrote an article about this yesterday on Belly Up, giving my five favorite and my five least favorite. Uh, Corey, did you get I – mean, we talked about this in the beginning, but Corey, did you get a ch- chance to look at some of the jerseys that are uh, that are for, for the uh, retro, the reverse retro? I did. And, you know, there's a few of them that I, I like. I, I do like the classic look, um, you know, like the uh, Montreal Canadiens going with the blue, with the traditional, you know, C&H on the front of their jersey, but with the blue look, that was really cool. Interesting. Uh, I, I obviously I did not like the Islanders. I was actually on, I'm on a website right now, and it, it's funny. It's um, MileHighHockey.com, and mm-hmm. uh, the quote is it's talking about the Islanders, and it's a, and it says quote These are literally just an old design of an Islanders jersey. That's bad enough, but the fact they didn't go all in on the fishermen is reason enough for it to be at the bottom of my list. I feel the same way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, they were. Yeah, the Islanders were the number one disappointing jerseys in my in my list of five retro reverse jerseys that were kind of in the bottom five. They were they were the first I, I wrote about, and actually it's funny. I said they should have brought back the they should have brought back the fishermen. They should have brought back the fishermen with the current colors, the the blue and the orange, and the uh, white. Because yeah, it's a, it was a bad at the time. It was panned. It was so panned because it was just so bad. But looking back at it now, Corey, and you mentioned it in the beginning, beginning of the podcast, it, 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 people kind of grew. Is it, is it, am, I, am I right to, to, to say that people kind of grew to like it or not? You know, if you go online, you go on eBay, you go on eBay right now. These jerseys are going for hundreds of dollars. The replicas of the fisherman jerseys. Mm. They're, they're one of the most desirable jerseys. I remember a few years ago, my wife was trying to surprise me. And get me one of them. She went online and they had a – it was an authentic fisherman jersey and it was like $450. And it wasn't a game used. It was just an authentic. The, the replicas go for 200 And these were selling for I think like you know, 50 60 bucks when they came out in the, in the 90s. So uh-huh. they're, they're desirable there. I mean I have an Islanders hat that I got last year and it has the fisherman logo on it. And I love it. I think it's it's a part of their history. It's just like the Mets wearing the black for all those years. The Mets right. wore black for like the years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You have to embrace the Ziggy Palfy years, you know, or the yeah. the Tommy Salo, Eric Fischel era, you know, with the Islanders, you know. And mm-hmm. you got to remember that was when the, when those teams. If you look back on those Islanders teams, and I'm not going to get all you know sports. We're talking logos here, but the Islanders had Roberto Luongo, Zidane Chara. On those, they were they had just come up. They were young prospects, and the Islanders traded them all away, and they mm-hmm. wore the fisherman logos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my my bottom. What are your what are your five favorite Corey from the list? Because you say you you were you were big into the uh, you really liked the uh, Canadians. I was kind of I'm not I wasn't a big fan of the Canadians. I I thought they should have gone a different way. But yeah, what what's your what's your five? What's your top five? So I, I thought my first was obviously the Canadians. I just you know love that that look. I think they did well. Um, I liked the how the Colorado Avalanche just basically took the Nordiques logo and just swapped it with their colors. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the 
uh, Panthers jersey. I think that was kind of a throwback to the Panthers. I I think <laughs> if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Snoop Dogg wore one of those jer- that almost same jersey in one of his videos. I don't know if it was gin and juice or one of them, but he was wearing a Florida Panthers jersey, and it was the old blue ones that they had worn as alternates. Um, and the one I was – besides the Islanders, the one I was really disappointed was you had the Whalers come back with the Carolina Hurricanes, and they're going to wear like a Whalers-type jersey. You know what? If you're doing all this retro reverse stuff, why not just bring back the Whalers and then just do it the, the, with the Avalanche? Just do it in the – Carolina Panthers colors just flip the colors keep the whale but just flip the colors that would have been much better uh I mean I'm mean, the one of the jerseys I didn't like I didn't like the Capitals jerseys I just yeah. you know I, I'm not a fan the Sharks had a pretty cool jersey um but the you know the Golden Knights really didn't have a retro jersey they just did like an alternate more or less because of yeah their it was design. their alternate logo on uh, basically on the, on the front crest so yeah. I mean, I mean, are they cool? Yeah, if you're not if you're not an Islanders fan, but uh, other than that, I mean, the 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 stars came out. The Dallas Stars have like a retro. They have one that's a uh, retro look, and then they have the one that's like a neon black look that they're talking about too, which is going to be another alternate they're going to wear. But for the most part, I thought they were pretty cool. I mean, they did have a nod to some, you know, like the the um, the the. The, the Wild, you know, did the nod to the, to the Minnesota North Stars with the colors. So, overall, pretty good stuff Adidas did. Again, Islanders, you, you could if they wore those jerseys on the ice right now, nobody would be able to tell that they were different jerseys. <laughs> right. Now, I, I my top my top five were Colorado because they gave a nod to the old to the old uh, Nordiques N and the Fleur de Lis. Number two are the Rangers. I I, they, I like that they brought back Lee Liberty, even though I'm a New Jersey Devils fan and I and I dis, dislike the Rangers. I I liked those Lady Liberty jerseys. I you know I I can't I don't know why they dropped them in the first place, but they were one of my favorite third jerseys when when they came out back in the nineties. Number three, Carolina with their with the Whalers. They had because and the reason why they brought them back because they they had a Whalers night back in January before everything shut down, and they paid tribute to the Whalers. They were brass the bonanza. old uniforms that put about the brass bonanza when they scored a goal. Um, so I I, I like their jersey. Uh, I liked Winnipeg's jersey. It was the classic Jets logo, but with the modern twist with the with the uh, with the current colors of the Winnipeg Jets. I thought that jersey was cool. And my number five was the L.A. Kings. I liked how they brought back the the gold and the purple. I'm sorry, foreign blue. It's not purple. It's foreign blue, <laughs> apparently. So, but I I kind of joked that I wish they had brought back the Burger King with the foreign blue and the gold colors. Oh, yeah. Yep. And my bottom five were the Islanders. Um, all things considered, you know, with the with their history and their retro look, I thought they I thought they could have gone with the like like you said, Corey, with the uh, with the fisherman. It's so bad. It's it's good. <laughs> And considering who their GM is, I'm not, uh, you know, Lou Lamarillo, I'm not surprised that they didn't make a whole lot of changes because he's not one to make a whole lot of changes. Um, number two was the Canadian. I, I thought the Canadians was kind of lazy. I thought it was kind of lazy with the reverse blue instead of the primary red. Uh, they had the, they had a bunch of jerseys from their 100th anniversary collection that I really liked, especially the one, the blue one. It's on the, and I, and I posted the picture on the, uh, on the article. 
with the uh, C logo and the kind of light blue color. I, I kind of like that. Florida, I had number three. They were my most disappointed because that blue jersey was actually an alternate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. 97, 98, and it was a primary. It was a primary jersey from 2007 to 2011. But they had a third jersey that with the with the uh, with the panther head alone with the Florida Panthers crest. I thought they could have made that like golden red instead of the blue. Uh, Boston Bruins number five. It was just kind of meh, you know and. I kind of wish they had gone with the uh, the seventy fifth anniversary edition they had back in the back in ninety one ninety two. My last one that was most disappointing was the St. Louis Blues. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. And they had the the horn section that they had back in '96 with uh, with Brett Hall and uh, Wayne Gretzky. He was there for a, for a cup of coffee. Uh, I really thought that, that they should have brought back the '84 '85 jersey with the Blues name written across the chest and the blue note, uh, but make it in black because black is one of their primary colors now. They changed it up a couple of years ago. So those are my five, those are my top five and bottom five. My New Jersey Devils. I like their I like their jersey. I like their uh, the, the with the uh, with the old Christmas sweaters. <laughs> you could you could say, uh, but they made it green. They made, they made the primary color green instead of red. Uh, I'm all about. I'm, I, I like that. Um, you know, another jersey I, I'm kind of curious about the Anaheim Ducks. Did you watch? Did you see the Anaheim Ducks third jer- the uh, reverse retro jersey? Yeah, they wore that like one time in their career. I think the Wild Wing. The, yeah. the Wild Wing. Yeah, it was the it was based off the cartoon that Disney had made because Disney owned the team at the time. <laughs> but they had the Wild Wing jersey. I, I I was a big fan of that, and they brought it back. Um, I'm all right. I'm all right with that. Ryan, real quick, uh, the the jersey that Snoop Dogg wore in the Gin and Juice video was actually the Pittsburgh Penguins. Pittsburgh Penguins, yeah, yeah, and they brought and actually they made that jersey, uh, the retro, the re- reverse retro with the Pittsburgh and the and the diagonal. So, you know, it's a sipping on gin and juice and scoring goals, apparently. <laughs> D-O-double-G. That's right. All right. So we're going to move on to the next topic, which is college hockey. Uh, we're actually building up our – we're going to start – at Belly Up, we're going to start to build up our, our hockey uh, our hockey page again. Uh, I got a big announcement coming soon uh, on another podcast. We'll say that for another podcast. But we're going to bring back some hockey. So we're going to look for some NHL writers, some college hockey, junior hockey, minor league hockey. Uh, Corey, I know you were, you were looking forward to this year coming back, hockey coming back, because we have a couple of local teams in our area, uh, RPI and Union College. They both won national championships in the last uh, 
20 to 30 years. But unfortunately, the Ivy League, Ivy League schools in the ECAC, they canceled their season, and RPI and Union College, they both followed suit. How you feeling, Corey? How you feeling about that? So it's what I what I really feel bad for are the players. And then you know, when you're a when you're a college hockey player, and college hockey players have a different path to college than let's say NFL or uh, college football and college basketball players. A lot of these college hockey players, some of them have been drafted, they play juniors, some of them are a little bit older. You know, you have guys who play, you know, juniors for four years before they get to college. So some of these guys are 22, 23 years old playing in college. And they're when they go to college, they're they're investing a lot of time in college to, you know, either get an education or to get to that next level. Um, for a while their union was producing some, you know, NHL talent. Uh, RPI, you know, they've produced some pro talent in the last few years. But you got to feel really bad for these, you know, these student athletes from both sides, from the the the, the women's side and the men's side. Um, right. But they're not going to be able to play. They're going to miss another season. Think about last year. They only, you know, RPI was having a great run. They were going to be the four seed in the ECAC tournament last year. Season gets canceled. And then they're looking forward. And, you know, I know a couple of the players and I've talked to mm-hmm. them. They, had, yeah. they were having such a good run. Season's over with, hey, next year, can we continue it? Well, guess what? The season's canceled again. At some point, and I and I reiterated this with my stance on COVID, at some point, people have to start to trust society. They have to start to trust, trust society, trust people as human beings to make the right decisions concerning going out in public and, and doing what's right for, for basically humanity. You know, don't go out without a mask on. Don't cough on people. Don't sit too close, six feet apart, stuff like that. And these things won't happen. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it getting canceled, it's going to be tough for these schools, I think, to get recruits to come in. I mean, think about this. I mean, a lot of you know, Ivy League schools are canceling. They recruit different players than like other schools would. Um, but it's going to be hard for recruits. You know, are they going to say, well, RPI canceled last year. Union College, we didn't get a chance to see them play. But we did see Michigan destroy Arizona State 8-1. to one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to go to Michigan or I'm watching, you know, a school like, you know, I don't know, like Nebraska, Omaha or somebody like North Minnesota, Dakota, Minnesota State, Minnesota State saying, hey, you know what? They're playing right now. I want to go there because that's all I can see. I can't see an RPI. I can't see. An, and and you got to see how, are these recruiting trips trips are probably limited too. so the communication yeah. is probably on Skype with these college coaches. So if yep, you're on Zoom, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're a coach like Rick Bennett and you're at Union and you're trying to get your your program going back in the right direction, you know how are you going to sell them? Hey, we won the national championship what seven years ago, six seven years ago, twenty fourteen, uh, yeah, yeah. So are you how are you going to say, hey, you know what? But we didn't play this past year, so we, you know, how how do you how do you how do you, you know are you using COVID as an excuse to try to get hey we didn't play because of COVID, you know, type thing to get recruits to come here? Meanwhile. All these other big name players are going, you know, and that's the thing with schools like RPI and Union who don't have these great traditions like a Cornell does or a Clarkson does where people want to, you know, play there year in, year out. I mean, think about how many kids who play college hockey want to go to Cornell. So Cornell, I don't think would be hurt as much because they're going to get recruits regardless. It's the smaller schools, the schools that are a little bit lower, like the RPIs, the unions. I would even go further and saying even like schools like Quinnipiac, who I think are going to play this year, though I'm not positive. Yeah, the ECAC said that regardless of the Ivy League schools 
not playing this year, they were still going to go forward. RPI and Union canceled their seasons now. So you got QPAC, you've got Quinnipiac, you got St. Lawrence. Uh, who else you got in that? Clarkson, I would think. Clarkson, yep. So those schools, yeah, those schools can, can – I don't know if they're even gonna, still going to play because also think about RPI and Union along with some of the other member schools of the ECAC. They don't, they're not Division I exclusively. Hockey is Division One. Their other sports are Division Three, Division Two. I know Quinnipiac. They just started Division. They just started playing Division One. I, I think probably in the last decade. Uh, they have a. They brought up their sports pretty quickly, based on their location. They're located on what Long Island. Quinnipiac's in so Hamden, Connecticut. Hamden, Connecticut. Oh, okay, yeah. So they get those kids from like Connecticut, Long Island, because they're close. To, I suspect they're probably close to Long Island too. So they get a lot of those athletes from those schools. But you got schools like St. Lawrence, Clarkson. Their their schools are Division Three, uh, exclusive with the exception of ice hockey, which is Division One. So they're not going to be bringing in as much money as, say, a Harvard or a Brown or a Cornell. It's going to it, it's going to be harder for them to recruit, as you said, Corey, because they're not a Division One school exclusively. Their their ice hockey program might be, but they're gonna have trouble getting, getting the getting the funds for for travel, and who knows how this how long this will go for. I mean, they had what their championship season you know, championship season cut short. The Frozen Four was canceled. Now this year's canceled. I also kind of wonder about eligibility. Are they gonna have a sixth sixth year of eligibility because of this? And how many of these players are just gonna opt out and go pro? Right, some of these players have already been drafted. Who knows if they're going to go pro? And we don't even know if there's going to be an NHL – when the NHL – next NHL season is going to start. Right now they're still working on getting the start date figured out. They want to start on January 1st and have the 60-game have season and the Stanley Cup play in July. So, if, yeah, if some of these kids decide, you know, it's not worth it to be in college anymore. I want to play hockey. I'm going to try to get myself uh, – I'm going to try to get myself uh, – try to make the team – uh, I got drafted. You know, say I got drafted by Chicago. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try out and see if I can win a job in Chicago, rather than sit, rather than sit in my dorm room and check in check in my classes virtually and waste another season not having to work, having the opportunity to work out or you know upgrade my uh, you know upgrade my play and or you know be be a better player. You know, I got a year. That's that's another that's another year wasted. So a lot of these kids have a have a tough decision to make down the road, especially with these uh, with these seasons being canceled. All right, so we're going to transition to our last segment, which is pop culture corner. We had, uh, we had speaking of postponements, we had to postpone our uh, review of season two, episode two, last week because Corey called the audible and decided to go on a rant on game on game shows. Uh, so episodes two and three, we had the uh, you know we had Mando go on the mission. With the uh, with the fish, fish lady, with the fish lady or the frog lady, whichever you want to call her, I think it's kind of a mix of a dolphin and a frog, to be honest with you. Yeah. But you know, you had that episode. They're stuck in a cave and they're trying to make their way out. And you have the ice spiders. It's just in this episode, this past episode, he meets the Death Watch, uh, which is uh, Bo-Katan and 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 her other uh, her other uh, cohorts there, uh, Corey. What what do you think of the episodes? And you know, 
what do you think is coming down the road? So typical to how Disney is and uh, how they, you know, they obviously own the whole entire Star Wars franchise. So they're going to try to bring in different aspects of the other um, series that they have out there, like um, Star Wars Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels. So when you introduce Bo-Katan in to the – she was in – I think she was in Rebels or Clone Wars. I forgot. I think it was Clone Wars. And now you've introduced a character who people are familiar with who are loyal to you know Star Wars. They get excited. So now you have people who haven't watched those you know Clone Wars or Rebels and they're going to say, oh, who's this character? And they're going to go watch those shows. I think it was kind of uh, – you knew it was going to happen, but I think it was kind of a sellout to introduce that character to try to get people to go because it was kind of – you know what I'm saying? But Was she introduced too soon? Is that is that what you're getting at? I, I just think it was like – you didn't know if this was going to be like – you knew at some point they were going to relate back to the other stuff. But I, mm-hmm. I think it was just one of those things like why are they relating back? Like you, you almost wanted to say like – Ahsoka Tano, we knew that she was going to be here. That was in the news for the longest time about Rosario Dawson playing her. But how many characters are they going to introduce from these other Star Wars franchises? And it almost seems like it's a marketing thing to get people to go watch them. And I'm fine with that, but it was just weird. You know, I just was like, I'm not really, you know, okay. But I've already seen most of those. Mm -hmm. But I mean – the, the 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 fish person episode the fish lady episode was great i mean that was really cool i mean the funniest the part about dollfish yeah yeah with with, uh, with baby yoda having snack time uh, <laughs> i i i, yeah. I laughed i laughed because that's 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 a, that's a toddler that's a toddler they put everything in their mouth they eat everything <laughs> yeah and then you know the second episode uh, or the third episode sorry um when he, that that episode for me just flew by, it was like a like it was just yeah, yeah, it kind of did because you got into it and then all of a sudden it just kind of ended. But it, it, the storyline kept me kept me kept me intrigued because you have them on that planet and all of a sudden they're get, they're captured because they got the child and they got they got Mando and all of a sudden you're you're introduced to the Death Watch and. They blow up a ship. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Blow up a ship and we find out who they are and where they come from and that they're also Mandalores and that Bo-Katan is basically the princess of the Mandalore. She's like the heir. She, I guess she's the heir to the Mandor throne. Yeah. Yeah. And then you find out later that, you know, that, that Dar- uh, Moff Gideon has the dark saber and Bo-Katan wants it because I think it's it's a it's a Mandalore, it's a Mandalore uh, um, treasure or a, or a, it's part of Mandalore lore, as you could say. So, yeah. but so I don't you know have, if you, if you, you saw. It kind or, of figure, you to, I don't know if they're if they're setting up like this climactic scene where obviously you know now you're building up Moff Gideon, you're building up Ahsoka Tano. Is there going to be like this climactic battle between those two, you know, down the road? You're, you're building up two characters for high anticipation down the road. And then you got to wonder how the direction and the overall universe of Star Wars is going to go. How close are they going to come to uh, um, The Force Awakens? I mean, are they going to come right up to The Force Awakens? Mm-hmm. You know, because, I mean, you still have to go, what, what 40 years almost in, in – but in Star Wars time, that's nothing. 
No, that's that's nothing. Yeah, it's yeah. You know, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens in episode four. Yeah, you know, it's it's this is a series that's keep me and it's keep it's kept me intrigued. It's kind of got me back into the uh, into the into the uh, into the Star Wars universe. I had to read up some more on the uh, on the books and whatnot uh, based on the uh, on the novels from from the uh, the the Star Wars universe. You know, hopefully, I'm you know there's some pretty cool. I don't know. Pretty cool things on the road. I'm, I'm hoping they bring back uh, was a Gia Carano, Gina Carano's character, uh, Lord, um, Cara Dune. Cara Dune, yeah, and uh, Carl Weathers, who could still, who could still, who could still kick a mother effer's ass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I want to see him show up in, in the in the Apollo Creed shorts. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if you saw the the back some of the backlash. That went on after the uh, episode two about people were some I guess some fans were kind of in shock that 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 uh, the child would eat eggs. I don't know if you saw that reaction. We don't you know, I mean, for the it's funny because you don't really know about like I I remember when I was not that young, but um, what is the what is Yoda? Yoda is Yoda. It's like a species. they're, They're claiming it's a it's. It's a Yoda species. So you don't know who these people are. You don't know what they eat. You don't know what they do. Uh, so you don't know. I mean, that could very well, you could find out, could be like a type of food that they would eat. Um, it's not a big deal. I thought it was pretty cute. I thought it was like, oh, look at this. He's going to eat all these eggs and they're going to be extinct. Like, he's, he's Yoda, no, you know? Oh my God, he's eating eggs. You eat eggs every day. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I think we're going to end things here on episode 14 of No Credentials. No credentials required. Thank you for thank you for uh, for tuning in. Uh, you know, you can find us on every podcast format known under the sun: Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, uh, you know, Pandora, LinkedIn, or not LinkedIn. Tune in, <laughs> and not just it's not just our podcast. You can find on BellyUpSports.com, but you also find another podcast such as Schwartz on Sports. And Schwartz on Sports is hosted by. Noah Schwartz, who's a college student at Ithaca College in Western New York. Uh, he's, a, he's an avid sports fan. He loves talking about various professional leagues as well as college football and college basketball. He joined us in order to have a platform to talk about sports he loves so much and are entertaining and engage. New episodes of Schwartz on Sports will be released often on the website. I believe it comes out every Monday. So you want to check out, check out his his show. He's about he's a he's a he's a nice kid. He's a young pup. And he's uh, making, trying to make his way into broadcasting and check his stuff out. So Schwartz on Sports is, on the, it's again, part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. We are growing and we are uh, we are looking for additional podcasts to join our network. You know, we're, we're, we're excited about things where, our, where things are going and they're going in a good direction. So, so if you're interested in joining as a contributor, whether you're a writer, podcaster, doing live video, join up. Join up. Find us at bellyupsports.com. And that is going to do it for another episode of No Credentials Required. Corey, got any closing thoughts? Nope. That's going to be it. It was fun, Ryan. Not not bring back the fishermen? Not bring back the fishermen. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe they'll retract it. You never know. Maybe somebody hey, will say something. Maybe they'll surprise us with a third fisherman jersey you know, sometime during the next season. Let's let's We'll see. All right. So that's going to do it for myself and Corey on this episode of No Credentials Required. Until next time, we'll see you in the media booth.
intro and outro music is On the Verge by Joseph McDade. Check out his music and support him on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Thank you for listening to No Credentials Required, powered by Belly Up Sports and a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. For more articles and podcasts, visit bellyupsports.com. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 